Welcome to The Beat from the True Wellness Center. I'm your host, Kelly Kennedy. And The Beats is truly from my heart to yours to help you empower and inspire you to learn how the body actually does work. I am bringing you my friends, my colleagues, the most incredible minds from around the world that I have been able to learn from. And I wanna share them all with you. So that's what The Beats is really about is teaching people what I've been able to learn about how the body works and trying to give that to you in a very simple and practical way to give you things to change your life because you got this. This is all about you and having the ability to heal your own body from within. And that's really my message is from my heart to yours. Welcome to the beats. Welcome to learning how your body works and welcome to opening your heart. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for your time and your attention as we focus in on this week's episode of The Beats. Welcome back to The Beats with Kelly Kennedy, your host from my heart to yours. And my heart is super full today. I mean, outside of Ian and Dr. Schaffner being here, these are like my favorite people on the planet. I am so thrilled to be here doing this podcast with Silas Kennedy, who have not met, maybe, Dr. Jerry Caratola, I'm sure most of you know, and Desiree Despond from New Zealand. We are here to talk about the concepts of biological dentistry and bioregulatory medicine and how it's a lifelong foundational process. So Dr. Caratola has worked with each one of us and so in different phases of biological dentistry. So I thought it'd be a perfect opportunity since we're all together to highlight that. Do you want to say hello? Yes. Because that's probably the longest you've ever gone without talking. <laughs> Very funny. Keep thinking Silas should put the things over here. Oh, don't give him any ideas, please, Dr. Perry. I knew he was going to do that at one point. <laughs> the rabbit ears. Um, yeah, I, you know, we were just talking before this program and uh, about how medicine is so subspecialized mm. and how nothing comes together. And, and uh, I shouldn't say nothing comes together, but often a patient is treated by different practitioners and different specialties that don't talk to each other. And the, as a result, the coordination of care doesn't exist. Yeah. And there are patients with autoimmune disease, Lyme disease, uh, cancer even, God forbid, and all these other things that um, unfortunately go to different specialties, including biologic dentistry. And the biologic dentists are not connected to the other therapies that the patient may be undergoing and other treatments and other specialties. It's exactly well said. And, and what Desiree and myself and True Wellness is all about is as a medical concierge overseeing that and making sure everybody stays in their lane, but everybody communicates. Communication is the key and everybody knowing what all the other pieces are doing and it allows it to flow well. And then you see wellness and you see recovery and you see, you see regenerative medicine at work. Right. I mean, really the body heals itself and that's what we're all here yes. to exemplify. And so we're going to start with Silas's story because he's the youngest and we're going to work our way up. So Silas uh, was born at home. He was breastfed and uh, for about nine months or eight months or something like that. And then he was doing a dental cleaning a couple years ago and we noticed that he had a lip tie. 
And so Dr. Caratola said, okay, let's bring him into the center and let's do his lip tie. So we arranged it, it was like six months in advance. We took him out of school, we drove up, <clears throat> and then Dr. Caratola took Silas back, explained the whole procedure, and Silas, do you remember what you said to Dr. Caratola? No. The first time? <laughs> no, Mom, that was a year ago. <laughs> well, what Not that you? long ago. But I, I guess in the life of a nine-year-old, that's like one-ninth of your life. Exactly. It's a long time ago. Um, so Dr. C sat you down in the chair, just to remind you. And we were like, okay, we're going to do this. And he had never had so much as blood drawn in his life. But like this dental procedure, outside of a dental clean, he had never had anything. So Dr. C explained the whole thing. And Silas goes, Dr. Jerry, I don't really like the sound of that. And then I started to cry because of what you said. Do you remember what yeah. you said? Yeah, he has to be ready for this. And it's really, and the worst thing that a doctor could do, I remember even as, as a child, I had a dentist uh, as a child who was a family friend, which made it even worse because I couldn't say, I don't want to go back there anymore because he was dating my aunt. <laughs> and this happens a lot. I hear people say yeah. that a lot. The and and they have friend. traumatic experiences from childhood. Uh, you know, when I was Silas's age and I was having a filling done, and he wasn't using an anesthetic at all. And he was doing a filling and he said, just squeeze, squeeze my arm, squeeze my arm if it hurts. And I was like punching him in the ribs <laughs> and he kept going. And, and so, you know, a relationship between a doctor and a patient, any patient, Silas, you, you any, any of us, is a relationship of trust. And if you don't have the trust um, and then there isn't a, a cooperation of care and you create an experience for a very bright, very sensitive young man, <laughs> no, you're not a man yet. young boy, uh, you know, for as a boy to have an experience like that where somebody's forcing something on you would be absolutely terrible for the rest of his life. Not just not trusting the dentist, but not trusting just about any healthcare provider. So, but finish the story. He well, did and, come back. And, and just he, he in got a his nerve up. <laughs> and just, there's more. Go ahead, Silas. Just as it, I'm going to interrupt for just a second. For me, as a body worker, as a therapist, and knowing the fascia and how traumas lay into the fascia, and here we were cutting his fascia, I cried so much that day because I said, Who does that? Who sits across a nine year old and says, and what your words were? Never let a practitioner or any doctor ever touch your body, Silas, until you're ready. Yes. And I was like, you just drilled into my kid's nervous system the best lesson he could have to set him up for future successes for everything he ever does. Because now he knows when I'm ready, I'm ready. And so about a year later, we arranged for him to come yeah. back to the city. And Dr. Rayo, the airway specialist, was available to do this laser therapy. And it was very simple. How did mm -hmm. it go for you? How was it? I mean, you were nine when it happened. You weren't a baby. I know a lot of babies have this done when they're first born. Was it on a scale of one to ten? Did it hurt? Did it hurt? Be honest. Um, like a three. It hurt like a, a three. Three out of ten we got. A three out of ten. <laughs> it was a little bloody. I think that was the you know, what, you know what I want to talk about? Why yeah, those things are necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um... He was terrific, and Dr. Rayo got it done in, in no time. But we see a tremendous amount of lip tie and tongue tie that not only affects actually young children, even infants, the ability to latch onto a mother's breast and breastfeed, 
to allow proper palatal development so they don't have breathing and airway problems that are primarily caused by um, upper airway resistance in the mouth. So we, if you don't latch onto a mother's breast, you end up with a vaulted palate rather than a flat palate. And we breathe through this space. And if you have a high palate, the amount of space you have to breathe is limited. So these are the things that we look for from birth. And we actually do these procedures in the hospital now. And uh, the laser that was used, by the way, is light. We, light. Didn't, we didn't cut anything That's on right. Silas. We used a light to literally vaporize the tissue. And this laser that we have does terrific things because it releases it and it separates the tissue and it helps it to regenerate even faster than by mechanical uh, incision. And, um, and so Silas did great, but it is an important lesson for everyone to know. Never let your child go through a procedure because the doctor says so. Um, allow your child to participate in that process because there's a spirit. This is why I love biologic medicine, by the way, yeah. is because we all believe it's all about that life force that each of us has. Yeah. And we're, we're incorporated in this uh, bag. Paul says the tent of the body, you know, and, and so there's this beautiful life force in this boy that is bright and sensitive and conscious and aware that we have to respect as doctors. And he would have gone into sympathetic yes. tone had we done it when, before he was ready, which would have caused his whole system to be in contraction for who knows how long until, and now what we've been able to do is continue to work his myofunctional therapy and fascia, because it's not just here it affected, it affected here. And what, as his mom, I mean, we only did that in like the beginning of June, and he had a huge space between his two front teeth, and look at it now. It's like barely there now. And it's allowing the lack of crowding because that was impeding, like Dr. G said, Dr. Jerry said, the impeding of the palate to expand. And now this is going to allow his whole head and neck to properly <coughs> shift and develop as he ages. So it's anything all... else you want to say about the experience, Dr. Uh, Mr. Kennedy? <laughs> I almost called you Dr. Kennedy. President, President Kennedy, what yes. would you like to say? Lord Silas, <laughs> is there anything else you would like to say? No. Okay. Thank you so much. He's also a big Revitan fan. Oh, yeah. Do you He's a big Revitan fan. <laughs> no, we don't. He did the best and commercial. When he, what, what, did much, you, what did you say, did you say about Revitan? What do you say about Revitan? Come on. I don't know. Really? because um, one of the things that we do in, in biologic dentistry is we look at root causes, right? Mm -hmm. Like biologic medicine, we look at root causes of disease. Yeah. And you were talking about sympathetic and parasympathetic, and that I immediately thought of Desiree because she, not only in her amazing experience as a lymphatic drainage person, as a therapist, but her work in developing Flopresso, mm -hmm. which I know you want to talk about, has been so instrumental for me because everyone comes into a dental office in sympathetic mode. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Either they're sympathetic because of, you know, fear of pain, fear of money, fear of everything, fear, 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 and just fear, you know, because of the healthcare environment we're in. 
So one of the first things we do, and we were talking about this yesterday, is we put people on Flopresso before they go into the dental chair. Yeah. And it gets them in a completely different head, which makes my job as a practitioner so much easier when they're in parasympathetic, when they're in relaxed. And that's when we heal. We heal and we regenerate. And, you know, everything is about regenerative medicine. And, and we regenerate when we're in a parasympathetic state. So getting the patient out of sympathetic into parasympathetic before the procedure is just as important as after a procedure. Whether it is a restorative procedure, a, a surgical procedure like cavitation surgery, or, or anything at all. Honestly, if um, it's just a cleaning. Yeah. Because as a practitioner, I remember when I learned about the dental piece in this, Ayn and I went to that first class, and we were like, crap. We got to be the people that send people to the dentist. Nobody likes to go to the dentist. Why do we have to do something that causes people that so, they know they're going to put resistance and blockades up? And 90% of toxicity and inflammation in the human body comes from the mouth. And it affects your gut. And we've talked about this as like episode 400 or something. No, it's not. It's episode 110 or something. But if you don't know anything about it, go to episode one. Because guess who the guest was? Dr. Jerry Parsons. I was the first guest, that's right. Of course, I was the first guest. because I knew in order to educate people about how the body really heals, they had to understand that all, all health starts in the mouth. And that Absolutely. there was no way to get past that bridge, just like Ayn and I learned all those years ago. Like, you've got to address the dental piece. If you want full resolution, if you want to be in regenerative mode, not that you can't feel better without handling your teeth, you can, but can you be curative, can you be regenerative without it? we would say no because it's a blockade to the autonomic nervous system, which is the only thing that heals. So blockades to nervous systems are not so accessible as they are here in the United States to remediate them. And Desiree has been stuck in her country for a couple of years <laughs> and she had some but of it done free. and she she's could free. never finish it <laughs> until this weekend. And so tell us about that experience. It was amazing. Uh, I didn't get off with flow pressure though. Clearly, you thought I had a good enough parasympathetic. I think she, she's, she's the Flopresso inventor, and she wasn't on Flopresso before her biologic dentistry. Oh, <laughs> there you have it. There, there you have it, you know? So she had what? a mouthful, not a mouthful, she had like six amounts left. It's like the shoemaker with holes in his shoes. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was. So, you had six amalgams Correct. and no root canals, no teeth ever pulled out of her mouth. So there was no options for a cavitation. Um, and what did it, okay. So your friend had been telling you for years, you're going to feel different when you got your amalgams out. Did you believe me? I, I wasn't a hundred percent convinced that it would be to the degree I did. Uh, it was certainly, I knew it was going to make me feel better, but we saw it after one day. It was phenomenal. So we did the left side first. Right. And there was um, quite left. a large one. <laughs> yeah. That right. Was, I mean, that, that we left. did the left yeah. side. So we never. I didn't look at the, the camera. I looked right <laughs> actually. Yeah. It's this one that has the problem in front of me. So, uh, and this one was quite a large one. And uh, you took quite a time uh, sorting this out. And. But that next morning when I woke up and looked in the mirror, the difference between my two, we took a photo of the right to the left side was phenomenal. It was uh, kind of mind blowing to actually see. And then the nasal drip and everything that was going on as well. And mm -hmm. then of course the next day we did the right and then 
my nasal drip started straight after we'd finished and then the next day I was a little bit well we were on the boat so we got lovely fresh air and got outside which is fantastic but today I'm, I've got this clarity that I thought I was pretty good I'm <laughs> running a company and doing everything mm -hmm. I do but the clarity today is is again on another level so just even that has been Amazing. I've seen a change in the color in your face. Yeah. And the lack of, like, her wrinkles are just like, never, I know, Kate, you would don't, never think don't get that, a face wait a get your teeth done. Yeah. <laughs> so there were there were six teeth, and I, I was going over yesterday. In those six teeth, we look at surfaces, right? Some teeth can have a one surface filling, but some teeth can have four surfaces um, covered or even up to five surfaces, four sides and the top. So, you know, you see these large amalgams that, that have the equivalent of two thermometers or three thermometers worth of mercury in them. Yeah. Because people don't think, they think it's an inner thing you stick in. When I was in dental school, they said, oh, the mercury is magically locked in. And I didn't believe it, that the mercury is magically locked in the filling. It doesn't come off. And, and then I went on the Dr. Oz show and we had a mercury vapor analyzer over a tooth that was in a... Um, a, um, a box, a glass box, the tooth with the amalgam was in there and there was a toothbrush on top. They were um, brushing the tooth and measuring the mercury vapor mm. coming off. Wow. So, you know, we're in energy beings, right? We're all not just spinning electrons. And when we have toxicity, it doesn't only affect you biologically and biochemically. <clears throat> and by the way, mercury is the worst for your thyroid. And, um, and it's right here. And of course, it's neurotoxic. First thing I said on Dr. Oz is mercury is the most neurotoxic element on earth. And the idea that it continues to be allowed to be used in 2022. Um, the FDA, by the way, just banned it in children and pregnant women here in the States. Whoopie wow. doo. Well, that should have been good. 100 least, years ago. It's, a step, in the right, it's yes. a step in the right direction. But, but the, um, the reality is the dentists that remove these amalgams every day without taking precautions, the minute you stick a dental drill into an old amalgam filling, it makes a cloud of invisible mercury vapor. It's actually been measured. There's a video called The Smoking Tooth on YouTube. We'll, we'll put a link to a, it. Yeah, we'll The Smoking it. Tooth, if you don't believe mercury comes off. And it's a bio burden, it's a toxin, but energetically it affects you too. Mm. So you have a biologic level, you have a biochemical level, which is hormonal channels and things like that. And a lot of people with hypothyroidism from this type of toxicity. And then you have an energetic level, which is what you were experiencing. Mm -hmm. And then I, you know, and then of course in biologic medicine, we believe in a psycho-emotional level, which is powerful for health and self-regulation, mm -hmm. and then even a spiritual level, that connection from here to source, which um, people who are connected, they're so much easier to treat than people who are cut off over here and think like this is all, you know, they're an island, and we're not an island, we're all connected to source. And so I felt really good treating you, and it was a pleasure to, you were a great patient, by the way. <laughs> She was an amazing, amazing patient. She knows and, and and uh, and you know, way too often, way way too often, healthcare providers don't give themselves the care they need. Yeah, 
That's true. And that care is also on those five levels, spiritual, psycho-emotional, energetic. Then you know, all the care on those five levels. And so dentists, you know, often, and what's interesting, I came out of dental school in 1983, and I was 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years old. I actually have my 65th birthday coming up, everybody. Yes, it does. <laughs> in November. And... And so does Desiree. They share a birthday. We have the same birthday. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so good. And my husband's a scorpion. His wife's a scorpion. It's like too much. But we, I just, we, we congregate. Yeah. I want to mention about the hypothyroidism yeah. and why, because I know a lot of people listening to this, why, why, why? Because of the location of mercury, first of all, mm -hmm. the amalgam fillings are 51% mercury, why they think they're self-contained. And I just want to bring up, it's not just the dental probe, right, Dr. C? It's also like if they drink something hot, mm -hmm. they drink something cold, if they chew, doesn't a little mercury gas come out? A lot out of people grind bit? their teeth in their sleep. And so a little mercury gas is coming mm -hmm. out. Yes. And that's affecting. And mercury particles. Actually, and, mercury particles. And isn't that why mercury fillings eventually have to be re replaced yeah. down the road because they do tear away, but not, yeah. they don't maybe break away as much as maybe some of the, the resins. Right. Which is why. Well, the resins are also wear too, and that's another whole hot potato because. It is a hot potato. A lot of the tooth colored fillings have BPA, like plastic water bottle BPA. They have BPA because. Um, it's a bisphenol uh, A glycidyl methacrylate, a really kind of weird chemical that makes this two-colored resin that dentists use in replacement of amalgams. And so I was blowing the whistle on that because BPA is a terrible endocrine disruptor linked to prostate cancer in men and breast cancer and ovarian cancer in women and all these other kinds of problems. So we actually want to remove um, old composite fillings, which are uh, Bish-GMA resin. Which you can do um, a test for to find out if you're right. dealing with this. But if, if you don't have any fillings in your mouth, silver fillings, and you're like, well, why <clears throat> might I still have hypothyroidism or why might I be dealing with thyroid issues, do the toxicity test to see if you're dealing with BPAs and then look at that with a biological dentist. Right. But from an amalgam perspective... But, but one of the things I wanted to add is that now we have BPA-free resin. Yes. So, and I introduced a product about eight years ago, nine years ago from Germany. It's called Voco Admira Fusion. Mm -hmm. And Voco Admira Fusion is a whole, it's almost like a liquid ceramic. Mm -hmm. So it's been very, um, very widely adopted by the biologic dentistry community. And there are several other newer composites that are BPA free and it's important to have that. But in the, you know, t 10 years ago, people were getting their amalgams out and they were sticking BPA in. So taking mercury out, putting BPA in, substituting chemicals. And even though I do have to full disclosure, I think mercury is much worse for the body because you can't get rid of it. It's hard and to get rid it, of it. It's yeah. very hard to get rid of. You can take up to two years because it goes right past the blood brain barrier. And, and it's not that it ever gets out of your body. Let's just be yes. clear about that yes. because in Pennsylvania, we have the third highest airborne level of mercury in the air. So when I go outside <clears> and breathe, I got some which is why our thing is you got to move your toxins out faster than they're throwing them at you. And you always have to be in this state. But I want to go back to the thyroid for a minute. The other reason that the mercury is so bad is because mercury is an antagonist to selenium. Selenium is what your thyroid uses to convert T4 to T3, the bioactive available uh, thyroid globulin that our body needs. And with at when you have mercury in your mouth it pushes the selenium out which is why so many people selenium also right. has antiviral properties 
and it's deeply parasympathetic. So by having all this, it creates this sympathetic charge in your body. And so if you're dealing with, I have so much energy, I just don't know what to do with it, and I never relax, you probably have some heavy metal toxicity in there. Yes. And so one of the things I want to highlight as far as what Dr. C said and what I would like the world to be prepared for is that I have been preparing for her to get her amalgams out because she is one of the most connected people I know. And now that this veil of mercury has come out of her body, yeah. sit back so and relax because the flow state's going to occur everywhere you go because we together as a team and as a, as a community in bioregulatory medicine know that this is the wave of the future, that light therapy frequency is what heals, but you've got to get rid of the blockades to allow the body to heal. And whether it's the lip foramen that's causing your body not to expand and causing your cranium not to get all that it needs through your cranial sacral rhythms, whether it's scars on your fascia, you've got to address the, the, the uh, blockades to allow the body to regenerate. Right. So can I just, um, so for people in New Zealand, um, you know, biological dentistry is, is a, a newish thing. So uh, I think it's really important to understand to the degree this is done. So, mm. you know, when That's I nice. was put in, I had oxygen. Um, I had a dam put over the actual tooth to protect me from, I believe, any of the mercury getting into my throat. And then there was an extraction fan as well. So when these were being removed, there's quite a process to it. It's not just a take it out. And one of the things that came out of the tooth on the right here was that uh, we actually had bacteria, had a cavity in oh, the yes. back of it. And, you know, that's, that, that was just chipping away, well, not chipping away, but, you know, deteriorating one of my other two, two, two teeth, two, yeah. that word. And, uh, and so, you know, that wouldn't have helped me from a health perspective, you know. So, it, you know, when you uncover all this, all of a sudden you start to find these other issues going on that you didn't even know, and no scan was picking it up. And we did a whole lot of scans and so other things. I had the, no idea the, what, it, that would happen. I, yeah. I was blown away yesterday when they, I was like, what do you mean the cavity can grow <laughs> underneath where there's a filling? It's I'll so, it's so common. There are people that have amalgam fillings uh, for 50 years in their mouth, and the dentist takes an x ray. And you cannot see decay under a metal filling because the metal filling blocks the x-ray from detecting the area of decay. I've become pretty sleuthy over the years after 39 years in private practice. Since you were 10. Since I was 10. It's going to be 40 years in June. <laughs> My 40th anniversary as a private practitioner is June 2023. Um, so I want, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Desiree, because people should know that there is a process. And you were talking about selenium and all. One of the things that we do here when we remove um, amalgam is we incorporate these other therapies, right? Yeah. We talked about Flopresso and how great it is before and after um, for um, getting patients out of sympathetic mode before and also helping them regenerate and keeping them in parasympathetic after and helping to eliminate toxins. What I love about Flopresso is the infrared feature as well as the compression feature for moving lymph. <clears throat> I, I, I absolutely love that and patients love it. All of our patients love it. They come in here just to go on. Mm. So it's really a wonderful addition. And you say, what does that have to do in a dental office? Well, a lot. It has a lot to do in a dental office. The other thing that we do is we incorporate 
these um, IV infusions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we gave you high dose vitamin C, mm -hmm. yep. we gave you minerals, we gave you selenium, um, we also gave you um, oral uh, selenium and charcoal to take prior to the removal extraction process because selenium binds to heavy metals in the urinary tract and um, charcoal binds to heavy metals through the digestive tract. So these are great. And then at the end of the um, drip, we gave you what's called a glutathione push to help clean out the cells. It's the number one way um, the, we, an, um, an IV glutathione push really helps um, to flush toxins out of the cells. And it crosses blood-brain barrier when you give it as an yeah. IV bolus push. And so by doing that, you're pulling it from the brain. And then remember, glutathione is like a super antioxidant as well. And it's what the liver creates. Your liver creates glutathione. Right. And it should create 25 grams a day, but it probably, I'm going to guess at this point in our life, we probably need about 50 grams a day. Yeah. And so everybody should dose with glutathione. I know Dr. G, Dr. Caratola has a G, what's it called? G up. Uh, okay. Like the Zombo G. He's got an oral dropper for uh, glutathione as well. And we often will give people that in a, uh, as a binder. It's not really a binder. It's a mobilizer, um, but giving vitamin C and glutathione after Flopresso, before and after dental remediation is key as well for allowing the body to bind and pull. And then as the practitioner, I'm going to be working with Desiree to come up with our protocol today to make sure that now that it's out of here, we get it out of all the tissues. And right. that's what Dr. C was saying earlier, over the next couple years to get her leveled down to such that now it's very easy for her body to deal with and her body's regenerating and <clears throat> the tipping point has occurred that there's less in her body than there is more of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, so one of the things uh, that I became very interested in is I was using a lot of products from different manufacturers for um, supplemental support and you were talking about glutathione. So I've become a huge fan in, in, in recent years of liposomal delivery. Yeah. So this liposomal spray is sublingual um, that I want you to use, by the way, sublingual spray, um, glutathione, really good. It's all about bioavailability, you know, it's about that. I saw a video once of a big commercial vitamin C tablet, patient swallowed it, and they actually had an x-ray and you saw the tablet completely undigested oh. going through the entire respiratory tract and out there rear end, you know, completely intact. So the patient had basically zero bioavailability. And, and I did the same thing to vitamin C. This is one of my favorites. So if there's any vitamin, um, if I only, if they had to take all the vitamins out of my medicine cabinet or out of my kitchen cupboard and, and leave just one, I, uh, I would have to say it's still vitamin C, even though vitamin D has become really popular. Uh, and, go stand in the sun and get it though. But it's <laughs> vitamin C, liposomal vitamin C is really good. Optimal this G, one's optimal not, C optimal from Dr. GC. Dr. <laughs> oh, GC. I just got this. I know. I was like, why can't I remember the name of these two products? Optimal G, Optimal C from Dr. GC. Gerald Curatola. <laughs> Shoot you here all week, folks. Actually, not really. I'm leaving. But um, that was awesome. And I, I think the last part of this equation is... Anything else you want to say about your dental remediation? No, and then we followed with the red light too. Oh yes. Red light therapy. Red light great. therapy, yep. Red light is great because it stimulates 
mitochondrial activity. So, and, and you were pointing out, we were talking about hidden decay under old amalgam fillings, old mercury fillings. By the way, if your dentist calls those silver colored fillings, silver fillings, he is fraudulently misrepresenting the truth, or he or she, excuse me, um, because um, amalgams are 51 to 52% mercury, they are 26% silver. So if he's not gonna call it an amalgam or she, she should call it, um, and actually I have more women dentists than, than exactly. male dentists in my <laughs> Exactly, I, I'm representing is, Dr. Lina I have definitely. And Dr. Greco right now are definitely I'm taking. Dr. Greco, Dr. Singh. Right. I, I have a new Dr. McMahon. I have, uh, I mean, yes, they're, 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 they're an amazing power team of Wonder Women uh, de uh, biologic dentists. Um, so really um, what often happens when we take these amalgams, mercury fillings out, we see pools of decay when they've been in there because they percolate. So they expand when you drink something hot, they contract when you drink something cold, <clears throat> they actually crack teeth and you get decay. What's really fascinating is that the x-ray did not show the decay spreading into the tooth next mm -hmm. to it. And that's often what happens. So if your dentist is looking at you with amalgams year after year, saying, oh, those look fine, those look fine, um, I urge you to have a organized protocol because you really can't detox. Even liver detox is complicated if you have amalgams. You can't, you can't detox. Because you're constantly leaking is what we constantly say. Like, you can fix your kitchen floor if the roof is leaking, but why don't you just fix the roof and then keep cleaning up the kitchen floor and now you're not having to keep redoing it. And that's what Ayn and I noticed in our practice when we first learned about biological dentistry. He had a certain slew of clients, and this was like 17 years ago now, that weren't necessarily resolving. And so he asked me to call them in. About half of them showed up, about 25 people showed up over the course of those two weeks. And we just looked in their mouths. We were like, we just want a free, we just want to look in your mouth. We just want to give you a little <coughs> consult. We looked in their mouths and 100% of them had amalgam fillings. And that's when we're like, crap, we got to be those people that send people to the dentist. Nope. And on it went. But the, the piece, it, it's, like, I want to bring two things to highlight. One is not every biological dentist is trained the same. I've heard the terms holistic, smart dentist. I know you can go to different types of trainings, but I would say know your dentist, just like we talked about in the very beginning. Know their training and know what's in your mouth. And when you're getting the work done, know beforehand, know in the middle and know after what happens. Because honestly, as a healthcare practitioner, it frustrates me to call you, have you call me and go, oh, I need help with my case. Well, what's in your mouth? Well, I don't know. Okay, well, did you have an implant? I don't know. What kind of implant was it? I don't know. Well, please be informed. If it's happening to your body, be informed of what's happening. I know I wasn't, when, when I first got into this, I was like, I don't know, maybe do I have a filling? I don't know, how many do I have? I never really looked at it. I, I didn't consider this part of my body, which yes. is bizarre because in animal science, this is the first thing we do is look in the mouth to see what the health of the animal is, which is why this all made sense to me at some level, intu in intuitively, yeah. right? And so then there's this thing, okay, you got your BPAs, you got your amalgams, you got your lip ties. Now let's talk about teeth that have been pulled. Oh, I have all my teeth. Yes, but you had your wisdom teeth. Were they pulled out? So that's what happened to me. When I first had my first amalgam out, I was told I also had cavitational infections, which means where my 
teeth were pulled out from my wisdom teeth, holes were remaining still, no bone grew, and there was still infection. So I had that pulled out. This is Dr. Caratola's um, cavitation protocol. His protocol. Yeah, so that's really interesting what we're finding now. By the way, anyone who wants an evaluation, we do, I do, routinely virtual consults. All I need is a cone beam and your... Uh, a cone and, beam and from head and neck gets so a proper cone beam. A cone beam is a 3D scan of your head and neck. And that 3D scan enables me to see cavitations, mercury fillings, uh, root canals, and cavitations around root canals, implants, implants um, obstructive sleep apnea, breathing issues that could be underlying. So I'm able to screen you for a lot of things and then try to get you into the best hands uh, close to you. Um, and also we have a lot of patients who come to us from New Zealand, <laughs> from everywhere, Pennsylvania. Uh, um, and we have accommodations here. This is Rejuvenation Health, by the way. I just wanted to. Oh yes, yeah. this is we're Rejuvenation Health in East Hampton. He also has a location in Manhattan, soon to be located on Fifth Avenue, currently on Park Avenue. This is where you get wellness, not just dentistry. And in Manhattan, soon you'll also have wellness and dentistry. It's just been too small where he's at. Right we're bringing now, medicine, dentistry, and wellness together the yeah. way it should be. One of the first people I knew to do that was Thomas Rao at the Paracelsus Clinic. And the first thing that Thomas would do... Which they're not doing that say, anymore at the Paracelsus no, Clinic. No, no, no. Let's it's just done. put that let's out there. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's be clear. That's sad. That was a long time ago. That's sad. Dr. Rao is now at uh, Sonnenberg, Biomed Sonnenberg. Go right, ahead. Keep right. going. Thank you. That's right. It's sold to the Chinese or something. Right, 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 right. But anyway, Thomas Rao uh, really... Amazing pioneer, pioneer in biologic medicine. Um, I've known him for many years, and the first thing he would do is look in your mouth. Yeah, the so first it didn't matter what you do. went over for chronic illness, the first thing they did was the dental investigation first. And that's why you were the first person on my podcast because I knew from Dr. Rao and, and many of my other teachers now <clears throat> in European biological medicine is that there's no way to heal the body without that. Correct. So when I learned that, and I learned I had a filling in my mouth, and I had a, well, at the time it was Panorex x-ray, and they said, oh, you have four cavitations. I had a dentist 15, well, 17, 16 years ago now. She went in and did an operation. And then cone beam became the golden standard. And at that point, I was working with Dr. Caratola. So I said, hey, Dr. Caratola, I had my cone beam. I'm going to send it to you and just verify that all my cavitations are healed. And I got this little video back of Dr. Caratola manipulating my, my scan. And he goes, hi, Kelly. Do you see this? You see these four holes? How are you doing? Not good. Those so, are cavitations. And, and that's like, because, no. you know, it was really, honestly, you're bringing up a really interesting story. Because um, when I started doing cavitation surgery, um, it was being done by drilling, in, cutting the gum in the back where the wisdom teeth were, cutting the gum, taking a dental drill, drilling into the hole, which is a cavitation, is a hole in the jaw. It's actually cavitational osteonecrosis. It's an area of dead bone, and it's a petri dish for parasites, mold, candida, Lyme spirochetes, whatever. But anyway, they used to drill in there, spray ozone around, and close it and then they started using p 
PRF, and the PRF would dissolve faster than the bone could regenerate. Hmm. So when I started to look at this more objectively, I had three major concerns. I wanted to go into the cavitation atraumatically, not causing pain, not causing swelling, exceptional swelling. There is a little bit of swelling as a normal healing response. This is trauma. So I wanted to be a traumatic, not traumatic. B, I wanted to make sure that I could thoroughly disinfect this defect, both clean out what's in there, but also disinfect the bone. Ozone, absolutely. But the laser has a setting that, that can do debridement with a radio, it's called a radial firing tip. So the laser light sprays in every direction like an old disco ball and it kills all the bacteria in the bone. Then the third thing that I wanted to make sure that we do is get complete regeneration and healing. And that's dependent on three factors. Um, one, you need a scaffold. That's why I use bone mineral in addition to the PRF. You need a scaffold. Two, we want to make sure we stimulate the surrounding bone to divide and heal. And that surrounding bone, uh, the laser has a setting that actually stimulates mytonic division of the osteoblast. Uh, osteoblast. In English, building. In English, it means it helps the cells that make new bone divide faster. By, by separating the mitochondria, the cell divides, it's cell division, we grow bone back, so we have that scaffold. And then that milieu is then brought up, and then we have a lot of supportive therapies. Flopresso, we do post-op, post-op IV drips. And we make sure, this is where uh, health coaching and, and uh, working with patients to build their immune system up to be healthy enough to heal. So I get some really, really sick people who have terrible, terrible cavitations. And he and, often injects the tonsils. Yes. That's another whole... Procaine. It's neural therapy, and it allows the body to drain. Procaine and some lymphatic drainage uh, homeopathics uh, that we use in the tonsil area. The tonsils are the pull filters for the lymph in the head and neck. So, you know, in the old days, when the filters were clogged, they'd get large and backed up, and they'd cut them out. And that we know now that the tonsils have a vital function for lymphatic uh, uh, draining and, and cleansing. And Desiree and I were just talking this morning that oftentimes I see a lot of clogging up in the submandibular area after people get, even before amalgam remediation, people feel hardness up here. And that's one of the reasons that I really insist that the dentist that we work with inject the tonsils or have a medical professional that's not the dentist, maybe they're not trained to do so, but maybe the medical professional in their area does and they'll inject the tonsils and then we get all this better drainage in the submandibulars drain because you can't drain out the submandibulars until the tonsils drain out and you can't drain those out until the, the termini drain out, which is why it's key to do the full body. So back to my story, thank you for that explanation. Dr. C said to me, you still have cavitations. And I said, no, Dr. C, you're confused. I already had that surgery. <laughs> and I was just confirming that it healed. And he goes, no, Kelly, you're confused. What I'm saying is you need surgery again. And I was like, well, well, I've done a lot of work. I have a lot of terrain. I've worked on my terrain tremendously. I've done a lot of CRTs, HRVs, live blood. I've watched it heal. You and I both meditate. We both believe in the power of the body. Can you give me a year or two 
And are we in a position that we can allow my body to heal this on its own? And God bless his soul. He said, yeah, let's do it. So I took a homeopathic, created a homeopathic for me that had uh, a bunch of things in it to allow my body to bo grow bone. I meditated on it, which basically said I set the intention and I allowed it. I did not put a lot of focus on it, to be honest with you. But I will say that for the next couple years, anytime a client was in front of me and I had to talk about cavitations, which is pretty often, like seven times a week, easily, I was sitting, or you could just grow bone like I am. So I was constantly assuming that this was gonna happen. But my good friend, Dr. Caratola, every time I saw him, he was like, hey, we need you to do another comedy, make sure you don't need cavitations. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it finally got to the point uh, during COVID, at the end of COVID, that he was like, okay, it's time. Let's look at your cone beam. And it was in this office. And I remember walking back to that and I was like, I don't know if I've done enough work. I but really you, did, you did create regeneration. Yeah. So we did she that. She did have regeneration. Or, and literally don't need surgery anymore. It took two years. And I'm not saying everybody can do that. But I'm just saying that if you put your body in the right position and allow it, that's the beauty of what the body can do. I had infection in there previously, then pulled out. So there was no infection left there. It was just purely lack of bone. And by giving it time and intention, it grew on its own. You know, it's so, it's so interesting because uh, I'm thinking about th th that whole experience back then. You actually had regeneration. And, and it goes to the fifth, uh, uh, fourth and fifth level of regeneration and healing that we talk about in biologic medicine, which is the psycho-emotional component and the spiritual component. Because, you know, faith is believing in what you don't see and being certain of what you hope for. And I used to always think, you know, I remember like as a little kid in Catholic school and, you know, and, and, uh, and they said, and Jesus said, surely if you have the faith, you can tell that mountain to move from there to there. And I was like, that is crazy. How can you tell faith a mountain? Faith the size how of you, mustard. How could you tell a mountain to move, you know? And the reality is, it's like all matter is just a bunch of spinning electrons. We're, we're energy. We are energy beings. And I have seen, uh, I saw my father in a, in a coma from a massive heart attack when I was 13 years old. And I saw my mother kneeling and praying and believing because the doctor told her he said 20% 20, 20 chance of making it. He was in a coma. And my mother was just crying out and praying. I never forget, it's a vivid experience from 13 years old. And she was praying, God, please don't take him. I need him. The children are young. I need him. And she had this amazing faith because her, her life story was incredible she was um, stricken with tuberculosis and 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 cut off from everyone for uh, a year of her life at 18 years old mm -hmm. because of a janitor in, in 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 an office she was working in that was coughing and and all this so faith is incredible the next day after i witnessed that my father came out of a coma totally healed went back to his and lived for 23 more years so the what you did with setting your intention is so important and i want to the reason i wanted to say this is i have stopped from doing surgery on a patient uh, on a cavitation surgery on a patient because she did not believe that she was going to get better she was sick for six years with chronic lyme couldn't get out of bed and she thought oh well and i stopped before i started <laughs> and i just looked at her and I said, Erica, you know, I, I have to ask you a very important question and it's going to seem strange, but do you believe that you're going to get better? 
and she started crying and said i just don't know i just don't know and i said well unless you believe you're going to get better you're not going to get better one of the first books when i was at the harvard medical school program and complimentary alternative medicine back in 1996 one of the first books i read was a book by a medical doctor named bernie siegel and it was called love medicine and miracles and he just observed patients in his oncology practice he observed patients and he observed who got better who stayed the same and who died and the ones who died were the ones who didn't believe they were going to get better the ones who stayed the same didn't really have that support network weren't meditating weren't doing things they were there and they were sort of like in the middle well let's see what happens you know but but they weren't down and then the ones that recovered were the ones that had such a positive mindset. That's like Bruce Lipton, the biology of belief. What you believe can change your DNA. Well, I, I'm, my heart is about to explode right now with everything you're saying. <laughs> two things, one is that my mother made us go to church and pray for my father. And when I was seven, he was given three months to live and he didn't die till I was 20. Wow. And there was many times wow. I called him a medical miracle. And looking back in my life, I know that my parents were here, are here, because my mom's still here, to teach me two things. One is physical medicine and allopathic medicine is a failing model. I watched my father go through cancer seven times, have Hodgkin's disease, have chemo, radiation, blood clots in the lung, kidney stones. And I watched him die at 55 years old in a hospital bed, having not spoken after five months having his mouth suctioned out, being catheterized, and laying in a bed unable to communicate with any of us at 55. And then I watched my mother pray for my father and make us pray for him year in and year out. And I watched that miracle until he was ready to go. And I know part of my story, I know part of my story, a huge part of my story, and these two people are so involved in my story as is Ayan and Silas, is to get people to understand how the body really works. Exactly. And until you are in the place that I was when my cavitation highlighted by Dr. C was like, hey, you still have a little more work to do. I went, okay, I gotta do more work. Then I did all the physical medicine. I did the IVs, I did the injections. I did all the things where I'm at now and what Dr. C was just highlighting, what Desiree and I have done and, and Dr. Christine Schaffner and so many of my friends have done is worked with Dr. G, um, Joe Dispenza. And understanding what Joe Dispenza is doing is proving what Dr. C just said and what Bruce Lipton's work has, has proving at the University of Southern um, California and San Diego with Dr. Hamil Patel and proving that by meditating, you're changing your epigenetics. And we now live in the future of healthcare. That's what I was saying earlier. The future of healthcare is about frequency. It's about your energy. And as Dr. C said, we are just particles until we are waves. And when we become waves, it becomes matter. And that all starts in the thought life. And Dr. Hamel Patel, I'm not putting words in his mouth, but what I'm saying is that when I was at his event just a week and a half ago, Dr. Uh, Joe Dispenza's advanced retreat, which I highly recommend doing that inner work because your body is the only thing that heals. And if you wanna watch miracles happen, be at these events. They, there are more miracles happen at these type of events than I've ever seen at medical conferences. And 
it is incredible to know that this scientist, this neurosurgeon who thought Dr. Joe Dispenza was crazy to think that you could change your cells a year and a half into research, having tons of research and tons of subjects because a lot of us are willing to give everything we have to science, our blood, our saliva, and our poop to assure what this, to, to test the biomarkers of what's happening when you do this, when you meditate, when you allow the healing. And it's not, oh, I sit in meditation. We live in meditative states. We live in the flow state. And you learn yeah. how to get your body to be in alignment of flow state. So everything is in flows and everything is allowing for your highest good and for your healing and this is the future and so not everybody yet is where I was at but thank goodness I was there to to showcase all the aspects of what biological medicine is really bringing to you it's the true healing from the inside you know you know West Western medicine which we're talking about conventional medicine they recognize biologic they recognize biochemical and to a certain extent, energetic, yes. You know, we, we use devices that work on the field and, and X-rays. Right. Exactly. Our, our ionization right. of ionization, energy. Right. Right. <laughs> MRI. <laughs> Nucleomagnetic resonance. Everybody's like, oh, so, what's energy? So Western medicine is really good. And they're really good at diagnostics. Thank you. Thank a, you. a feather from a above. Feather. We have well, no idea where this feather came from in the middle bubble. of this podcast. <laughs> so... But you know what we what we've been talking about for the past uh, few minutes um, is really the fourth and fifth level of yeah. biologic medicine, which is psycho emotional and spiritual. Right. So you're talking about you set intention, and you are actually able to positively impact regeneration in your own body in a cavitation space. So what I see myself doing, and what Desiree does, and what you do is we help people heal themselves. That's right. Because we have this divine capacity to self-regulate and heal. I help eliminate a huge part of the body that was often disconnected. I always, in my lectures, I talk about how dentistry was disconnected from the 100%. body 150 years ago with dental school. And most dentists are mechanics of teeth. You know, drill them, fill them, bill them. And, and I wanted to be a physician of the mouth from when I came out of that. And I always knew it seemed unnatural that I would be disconnected from the rest of the body. Now I really believe this is the most important part right here. This is where 90% of toxicity and inflammation in the human body exists before it goes everywhere else in the body. And that there's this bi-directional flow. So, and it clogs up your lymphatics. And to, to bring, long, bring it all back real quick, Desiree, flow preso. Why'd you create it? It, it was the consumer need. You know, when you're a clinician uh, in, in the field, especially in lymphatics, you're constantly seeing, you know, these issues that are occurring, but medically we weren't catching up and, and being able to manage it fast enough. Like you always say, the issues in the tissues and we're putting more stuff in than we are getting out. And lymphatics is, um, it's always been like the back burner to the vascular, like it's kind of been the poor cousin and no one really puts Correct. a lot of time into it. Right, you know? exactly. Sorry, that's an expression we use in New Zealand. I love her <laughs> expressions in New Zealand. She's got some good ones. The, the issue is the tissue. Yeah. I love that one. <laughs> that was Mark. Yeah, that was um, oh, you did that one? Yeah, she did. And so, you know, coming here, it was such a, uh, an enlightening experience to be teaching over here because so many understood biological or functional medicine and, and they, were, they really saw the importance of lymphatics. And 
you know, Dr. Jeff Drobot, he's down in Arizona, mm. he was probably the one that pushed me the hardest. And I think it was more out of, you know, getting the right practitioners, being able to sustain them, keeping them coming and all that sort of thing that was the initial drive. But then it was also that continuity of care and lymphatics. It is a, it is a unique um, way of working. So you need the radiodilt well to get the outcomes that you're trying to achieve. And then it wasn't until I was in the middle of the testing of the prototype, which totally embarrassed now, because it's like, you know, terrible when I think about what I first created, but um, <laughs> you know, there's always growth and improvement. And, but what we started to see was the, sh the switch in the heart rate variability. And I remember sending it to Dr. Drobot and he said to me, no, you've made a mistake. And I went, what do you mean I've made a mistake? I've done this like eight times. And he goes, no, no, go back and do more. So we were measuring this heart rate variability through a, a technology called Nerve Express, and we were seeing the switch in the autonomic nervous system, and that's when he said, you're onto something, this is big. So that's when, you know, understanding, I've worked for can in cancer for 15 years now, my own sister went through stage four. So she had a bowel that metastasized to liver, and yes, she's still here four years later, so that gives you, she's taken every aspect of, except her teeth, which we're on to next, <laughs> the biological side of everything, from the emotional, the spiritual, the physical, you name it, she's done it. And, uh, and yes, she's in Flopreso every week, because my thing was, watching cancer was people living in this heightened state of constant, you know, fight, flight, or freeze, or survival, and that was they never really were recovering, and lymphatics was such a key aspect of getting rid of the byproduct that was in the body, but more importantly, boosting immunity, you raise lymphocyte activity when you increase lymphatic flow, so that's the big story into one, and you know, I don't talk a lot about the up there, because it's, um, we just take it for granted in New Zealand. Sure down under. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're at the bottom of the earth, kind of just take this stuff like it's normal right. to have messages. And you know, I still really, I went through quite a traumatic time with three of my clients who had survived two, three years longer than they were ever supposed to, all passed away a week of each other. Oh my goodness. And that was almost made me give up on working in the field because it was just so traumatic to it. And one was a 16 year old boy, uh, he was the most profound young man, he wrote this incredible speech about um, his Māori, so uh, now cultural uh, arena, and so he was speaking about this, um, it's now time to lay down your sword and use your words, and he had written this incredible speech, and at his funeral, um, there was uh, over 600 people from every tribe, culture, you know, from gang members through to, you know, people of, you know, of sort of in business and everything. And he just sat there watching this one child who brought all these people together. Amazing. So it was very, very overwhelming. But that's when you start to realise how we're not providing this full care. And thank goodness, all I can say is thank goodness I had the knowledge I did because I was able to walk my sister through this whole experience. But she was prepared to do everything. Right. Yeah. You know, we talk about diet all the time. Yes, it's really important. You know, important to discard teeth. And, you know, fortunately, I don't eat, we call it candy. We call it lollies. You know, yeah. I'm not a sweet tooth. So I think that's probably what saved me from having maybe 20 and cavities and all the rest. You know, well, everything else going wrong. Uh, and uh, so, you know, for me, um, being able to understand that diet is only one aspect of it. And we, we talk about um, the, the Te Kapushpao, which is the four pillars of health. 
so in, in, our, in the model in New Zealand. So it's a whare tapawha. And what it is, is they talk about four pillars. They talk about mental and emotional, spiritual. Uh, sorry, mental, physical, spiritual, but they also talk about whānau. Whānau is your family. So whānau mm. is your people you're with. So if you're with people that aren't supporting you, acknowledging you, surrounding you, so one of the things I did with my sister is we eliminated everyone in her life that wasn't going to be on the path she was about to walk. And they all had their purpose to be around her. Like they all had their, their network of um, what their role was and what they were to do. We had people sending in positive quotes each week. You know, like we had everything like that because community. your community, your father, yes. is so important to healing as well. So that's, that's this Thich is. Uh, uh, Thich Khan said community is the guru of the future. Yeah. You need that network. But it's through biological, well, you know, I didn't really know that word. That was a buzzword to us in New Zealand, but it's becoming more and more recognized. But, you know, through understanding all these things is, you know, is why Flow Preso came about because a lot of it I could not say it was just me. Because most people go, how in the world did you do this? Like, we're not an engineer, you're not anything, but you just, it's like, you know, it's like you just start to trust, you get the messages and you take it through. And now to come here, finally, after two and a half, almost three years, you know, to be able to be around everyone and hear the stories of the differences, like the experiences we had in Boise at the conference, you know, one beautiful woman felt joy for the first time in three years after wow. losing her husband. You know, I mean, I can't even explain how that feels for me. It's such an incredible experience. So I'm so grateful that I have my team that also <laughs> supports my product. Um, but yeah, so that's a very long story short. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I'm so it's glad you got to speak. <laughs> it's why I'm so honored to represent Flo Prezzo and to talk so much about Revitin because for me, Flo Prezzo and Revitin, and outside of some minerals, because you always need minerals and you need sunshine and, and nature, and we are nature. But I think Revitin is such a key as well as Flo Prezzo for long-term health and foundational. What do I need to do for my life every day? Be flexible. Stop wiping out all your oral microbiome with a crappy toothpaste out there. I'm going to let Dr. C talk about this. And get into the flow state. And if you need an assist by doing it through the flow preso, then do that until you've been trained yourself enough to where you know you need it. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say until you don't need it, but then I was like, no, I still until need you know it. You I still love it. And now I just know when I need it and how often I need it in, in here. And I, I do all the yoga, the massages. I love all of the body work. I am, I live my walk. I walk my walk, I talk my talk, and I live it. And Revitin for me and Flow Preso are like the foundations to assure that I know all the other work I'm doing, it's just now optimizing my health. I'm no longer interested in maintaining. I wanna optimize. So I use Flow Preso and, and Revitin to optimize in minerals. That's it. So can I just do an advertisement for this? Yeah. yeah. And an advertisement. Well, no, it's a story. So when I had my teeth done, of course I had left done one day and right. So my gums were really sore and are obviously surrounding the certain areas. And when uh, they originally did this to clean my teeth on the, actually I was in there three days. The first day was cleaning. They, they put this around my gums, like, and I was able to notice quickly how it changed how sensitive they were. So over the last two days, I have just rubbed this throughout all my gums and around my teeth and the pain has been more or less non-existent. And 
it's been absolutely amazing just to use it even from that aspect where I'm cleaning your teeth. So now over to Jerry to explain. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Don't you. you see? I'm not paying for this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you? Become too So you know, you know, I had I, sure when, I, when I when I finished <laughs> the, the 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 Harvard Medical School program in in complementary and alternative medicine, what it was called back in '96. Then it became complementary and integrative medicine. Then integrative medicine. Then functional medicine. Then biological and now medicine. Are, and soon to be <laughs> coherent field medicine. <laughs> Coherent field medicine. Yes, Dr. Shockman uh, and non-Dr. Kelly. I, I woke up, I woke up, um, um, I had just come back from uh, Deaconess Hospital up in Boston. And um, and I woke up in the morning and I, after going through that program and hearing all the speakers and, and everything, I was like, oh my God, toothpaste was invented by soap makers a hundred years ago. Nobody knows what they're doing in oral care. So you have the majors Right, Colgate, P&G, even Unilever, which used to be Lever Brothers, they basically were detergent companies and they made flavored detergent. And in the 1970s, the germ theory became very big in the mouth because they would like take these little slides and you see all these bugs swimming around. And as a matter of fact, a lot of biologic, a lot of holistic dentists, which uh, is really what they, they uh, practiced. Biologic dentistry is a whole different philosophy of practice and that originated more from Germany and Switzerland with those five levels that we spoke about a lot and hopefully you know you and I both will be teaching a lot of people these principles to understand them in the practice and care of patients because there are many dentists out there who are they, they're calling themselves biologic and they really don't even understand the philosophy of care and if they don't so, know what it is go to brmi.online and come to our event in October of October of 2022 oh, that's or whenever 2023 yep. is but this is how you learn this stuff sorry go ahead yeah so. so so anyway I had two things I've got to change what people brush their teeth with yeah and the first thing there was a study from Japan back in the 1970s that biopsy disease gums and we saw this is even before the human microbiome project it was 1998 I started my research on this and um, we saw that the gums were deficient in two key nutrients, vitamin C, which you know is related, low vitamin C is related to scurvy and sailors and all that. <clears throat> so they get this terrible condition of the gums. Vitamin C is essential. It's one of the most highly used vitamins. Uh, <clears throat> and then the other one was coenzyme Q10, which was relatively unknown in the late 90s. It was isolated in 1957 in Wisconsin, and it's the cofactor in the manufacture of ATP. Basically, it's the um, it's what enables ATP is the gas in the tank for every cell, right? We use ATP. ATP is your energy, energy that the mitochondria creates as a as a through the Krebs cycle. Some of right. you who took biology were like, "Oh no, the Krebs cycle!" Well, get right from the bar regulatory medicine. It's like you, all you do is study. The Krebs cycle and understand how energy is created in the body. My daughter just finished organic chemistry. She knows it well. Yeah. So anyway, the, the, the big thing was take toothpaste out of the detergent world, out of the, um, and put it in the nutritional world. So what Desiree did in rubbing it on, this is edible. So every ingredient that I started with my, I actually d developed this with a uh, dentist who was a classmate of mine in dental school. We both went into a master's program in holistic health in 1983 when we came out of 
dental school with it was a night program just to learn holistic health which is like voodoo in 1983. So I went from that and then the Harvard program which basically showed me that the mouth is a mess and nobody really understands it. But what we did is we put all the ingredients, David Chuck and I put all the ingredients, we basically started from scratch. It took us about three years to get Revitin to work as a toothpaste because it was like goo. And then we got it to function as a toothpaste and everything in here you can swallow so it's safe to eat. Do you know in 1998, that was the year the FDA put a poison warning on toothpaste with chemical fluoride because a major manufacturer, Procter & Gamble, came out with a product called Crest Sparkle. It was fluorescent blue, yeah. bubblegum flavored, and it had sparkles in it. So Hit children, fluoride fatalities in children went up 280%. Oh my gosh. This is before the internet, or like I like to say, you know, um, um, Al Gore invented the internet before Al Gore invented the internet. No, he didn't. Um, the uh, the reality is is that very quietly, you know, this was a problem because they were making it bubblegum flavored, so kids were swallowing it. There was enough fluoride in a full size tube of toothpaste to be fatal to two children under five. And Horrific. That's still on the shelf today, just so everybody knows. That toothpaste. Is it, is it really? Well, I don't know what that is, but fluoride yeah, in fluoride. all the toothpaste. Yes. I'm talking about fluoride, I apologize. Shortly after yeah. 1998, parents were coming to me in my practice and saying, why is there a poison warning on toothpaste? That kids are sticking it in their mouth. And it says, keep out of reach of children. Can you imagine? Keep out of reach of children. Use only a pea-sized, if more than a pea-sized amount is swallowed, Contact, contact poison, poison control, control immediately. So, I mean, why do we have toxic things in a product we're putting inside our body? So that in itself really, really threw me. And, um, and I immediately started, we got three patents on vitamin C and CoQ10 and toothpaste. And then we started putting vitamin D3, vitamin E, vitamin K, K, K2, um, K2, D3, K2, which affects uh, enamel uh, metabolism. But then we started experimenting and we did three and we have right now, we have a 50 patient double blind, randomized double blind clinical trial. And we reduce inflammation um, by over 50% in less than two weeks. We stop gums bleeding. Sometimes gums stop bleeding in a weekend. And I can't put it on here because the FDA would tell me to call it a drug because it's called a structure function claim. So I just let the patient say, it. we don't have any advertisement that says that. Um, but if you use this, what we've learned since the human, the advent of the human microbiome project, which began in 2002 to 2007, we learned that basically the bacteria in the mouth that Listerine said kill germs on contact mm -hmm. and Colgate Total, which had a non-biodegradable pesticide called triclosan inside it, um, they said, oh, we kill germs. They were gonna call it the first antibiotic toothpaste, Colgate Total. They had a campaign to call it the first antibiotic tooth. Can you imagine brushing your teeth with an antibiotic every day? And then they took that out right away because the problem of antibiotic resistance was emerging in the late 90s, we realized we were creating superbugs. MRSA, shutting down gymnasiums and schools. Methicillin-resistant Staph aureus is a superbug. 
we create superbugs by the overuse of antibiotics and antimicrobials. And just quickly also speak to the aggressiveness of like when I met you, I was like, oh, I knew not to use toothpaste. Well, actually before I met you, I never used toothpaste probably for 15 years. When Ian came home from that first seminar where he met you and he was like, oh, I never comes home from seminars. Like, I just met the greatest guy. He never says that. He came home, <laughs> I just met the greatest guy and he's got this toothpaste. And I tried, I was like, it's orange. I don't like it. I said, because I'm used to using hydrogen peroxide to cover your ears and baking soda. I had used it for 16 years because when I was a teenager, I just instinctively knew that I liked those toothpaste. So I started just using it and I almost probably made my teeth almost translucent. And it took me about four or six months to start to use this. And I was like, okay, I'm starting to like it. And then I started to notice my teeth were less sensitive. And then I went and met um, Dr. Caratola in person. And I was really like, oh, now I understand oral microbiome. I so much better. And then about five, six months later, we were in Germany together and we had all eaten some German food for dinner. And I was in a hotel room with, with a bunch of people. And all of a sudden I see Dr. Caratola go into his bathroom and he's taking his toothpaste and he's buttoning his mouth. And I was like, what are you doing? What's happening right now? <laughs> and he was like, oh, dinner was just too much. I'm trying to get some probiotics. And I'm like, you're eating your toothpaste. <laughs> and he was like, well, yeah, because it's like probiotic. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that was and one now the, that Silas was... is constantly going into the bathroom. We're like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I just like a little revite right now. I was like, it's not candy. But I so love that that's what his go-to. I, I mean, it was so interesting because... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of his name right now. Um, he took this product, and there was there was a product on the market prior to Revite, and it still is now, and it's a very good product, but it doesn't promote microbial homeostasis, which is what Revite does. What does that mean? It promotes balance of this natural ecology. Uh, Martha Stewart had me on her television show, I think in 2008, and she said, I understand you're doing all this research in oral care, and tell us about it. And I said, well, Martha, Toothpaste was invented by soap makers 150 years ago. You know, my mother said if I said a dirty word, she sticks soap in my mouth, but I was brushing with it, you know, and, and everybody laughed. And I said, and then in the 1970s, we put bug killers in there. Yeah. And I said, it's time for doctors. What we know now is that antimicrobials, antibiotics are creating a major problem because we don't understand the relationship we have to microbes yeah. in and on our bodies. We need to live in peace together. So my, my big mantra became make peace with your microbes, not war. So I said, doctors need to get out of the pesticide business, uh, uh, Martha. And I said, and what we need, and she loves reviving, and what we need is organic gardening in the mouth. Yeah. And, and that's what reviving is. Reviving is organic gardening in the mouth. I've seen so much insanity in oral care in my career as a dentist. Um, charcoal products, clay products, um, stupid junk science, no real studies. Even the majors don't do real studies. And that's why we've cranked up our studies, 50 patients now. And I can't wait to get those results. Those will be out in 2023. So Revitin is really designed to balance the natural ecology of your mouth. And when you do that, when you respect um who we are and what we're made of. We're a composite of species. They call it a, a holiobiont, I forget, a hol, hol, holobiont, which is a composite of man and microbe, okay? The microbes in our bodies uh, outnumber our human cells by 10 to one. 
the genetic information is 100 to 1. So basically we're walking bacteria containers in a certain extent but even if you go back and you know we we've we've talked about some some uh um you know and, and uh what faith is and all that well i was at a bio at a holistic dentistry meeting i was actually at the international academy of oral medicine toxicology giving a lecture on the oral microbiome and i was sitting having a meal a lunch with a dentist who was also a biblical scholar and he had studied in Israel he went he went through Aramaic and Hebrew and this and that and the verse in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 or 8 which says God took from the dust of the earth and breathed his spirit into it and we became mind body spirit the word is not dust the word is actually slime and loosely translate to like what would be slime and most scientists agree the earth was covered with microbial slime before we were ever here so if God took from the slime of the earth which was microbes microbes and breathed the spirit in, it's no wonder that the nu the mitochondria in the nucleus of every cell in our body that holds our genetic information our genetic signature is in that mitochondria it's the same shape as a bacterium it divides the same and it holds the genetic information the same and i'm just going to summarize with saying if you want to get close to god do exactly what he did was breathe yeah flow state is about breath and in the spaces between what a heart rate variability is looking at is the spaces between the heartbeats and that's where breath occurs so it, it's no wonder you know mind body spirit is not a and I, I teach all my young dentists this, uh, you know, and then what I love to do is mentor and teach. And I have dentists, young dentists come to me from all over. I had a uh, young woman who's actually going to be starting with us in this center out here in East Hampton. And I love educating them into the things they didn't learn in dental school, yeah. which is that we are mind, body, spirit. We treat the whole person and those five levels of, of, self-regulation and healing biologic bioenergetic biochemical energy energetic bioenergetic psycho-emotional and spiritual those five levels are all how we're made and and you know we know that this field is actually our spirit and in ayurveda they call it prana and chinese medicine they call it chi and we're going we, to just call it energy no one and respect <laughs> that and you know not for anything but the, the profound effects that Revitin has is because it does respect all of that. Absolutely. So the, um, uh, the his name is um, Wolf. Uh, Wolfgang. Wolfgang Haas. Haas. Oh, Wolfgang Haas. What what did he? Wolfgang Haas said. Oh, oh he said. Oh, yeah. He's at, he was that. at yeah, a yeah. biologic He's, medicine meeting and he said, yeah. "Oh, your product. You know, I measure the bioresonance of products and da 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 and Walida." Lolita resonated at 7,000. I forget what the units were called. He I'm said 7,000. He goes, I will take this back to Switzerland and I will test it. And you know what I, you know what he did? A month later, I got an email. And the first words were, congratulations. Dear Dr. Curatolo, congratulations. I have just tested your product and I must tell you, it is extraordinary. It, it resonated at, he goes, I told you, uh, um, Walida, W-A-L-E-D-A, it's a very good company. Um, they, they had a product that resonated at 7,000. 
You said your product resonated at 25,000. 25,000. Because it's in the flow state. That's why. Because it creates flow state. So this has been awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Truly, from my heart to yours, this is how your body works. Take a deep breath because that's all you really need. <sighs> Have a wonderful day. Love you. You got this. Thank you so much for listening today to this episode of The Beats. And as your host, Kelly Kennedy, truly from my heart to yours, thank you for your time and your attention today. And if this did resonate with you, please do leave some comments. We would love to hear from you. And if this further you think would resonate with somebody that you know, please do go ahead and share that and hit that notification button so you know when The Beats is available to you. We do do some live things every once in a while. Um, and as always, we pray that this information today was not only foundational, but raised some questions for you and helped you be empowered to take actionable, profound steps toward regeneration because your body is the only thing that heals. And that is our message here on The Beats. Thanks again for listening and for sharing. Have a great day.